Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, what's going on? Hey, buddy. How are you today? I am fantastic. Fresh off a small vacation. You know, it was just too hot in Omaha. I decided, let's go to Texas. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Texas. Nice and yeah. cool there. Oh, yeah. It was, it was much cooler uh, there. But the nice thing is we stayed at a place with a pool and just had some downtime. You know, you and I've talked about that before. It's important, right? It's important to have that downtime with family. Absolutely. You got, you got to plan that downtime. You just got to do that. Yeah. I'm getting ready to finish up some stuff going on vacation next week. So again, nice. just trying to nice. break away about eight days and uh, just, just enjoy, enjoy life a little bit, kick, kick back a little bit for a minute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The reason I bring that up audience is not that you need to know a lot about me, but here's the thing. It's Scott is going to be talking about uncertainty versus certainty. And in life, there's a lot of uncertainty. So you seize the moments that you can and uh, with the stuff that is certain, then well, you have to deal with that too. But Scott, I know that we're not talking about vacation or lifespan or any of that stuff. When you're, when you're bringing up these two big words, what are we talking about? Well, actually, we are talking about a little bit about vacation and a little oh, bit nice. about lifespan. Okay. <laughs> so, well, you know, I'm the, wrong the, to begin with. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of thinking through and I'm reading different articles recently and, you know, just, just reading the stuff about uncertainty. And, you know, there's so much uncertainty in life. We got that. When you're first born, you got a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And you're a teenager, you got uncertainty, you know, working jobs. Everybody's got uncertainty in their life. And of course, the whole focus is to kind of realize and understand, identify those potential risks that cause uncertainty and then try to minimize that. I mean, that's just kind of a part of life, right? But especially when we kind of start thinking about retirement, our future retirement, and, and you know, I've told you numerous times, I hate to use the word retirement. Retirement sounds mm-hmm. like ending, stopping, quitting, you know, giving up, what have you. Uh, you know, I like to refer to as your great adventure. I mean, you're going to retire. You're going to go into your great adventure. It's time to really have fun and do the things you need to do to things you haven't done in a long, long time or never done during mm-hmm. your great adventure. So we have to start thinking about, again, these uncertainties in retirement and try to see how we can turn some of those into possible certainties, right? And again, it starts with just identifying those key risks you know, to your future retirement. And then, of course, identifying potential strategies that can kind of help minimize or eliminate you know, those risks. It's kind of just an important situation to do. So I'm just going to throw five at you, and there's so much we can go into with these things. This podcast can be four hours, but I know I'll put people to sleep, and they'll be jumping off this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, And this could turn into some more podcasts, but five basic things we're going to talk about real quick. And that, that is, what are those uncertainties that we could possibly work on creating a little bit more certainty. And it's going to be these five. It's going to be inflation. It's going to be a concept called sequence of returns. It's going to be called, it's going to be a concept called withdrawal rates, right? Withdrawal rates. Mm -hmm. The next thing is longevity planning. Uh, And then of course the last is healthcare, long-term care and how that kind of puts into, puts into play. Right. Yep. So great. Let's, let's first of all, start with inflation. Of course, uh, nobody's worried about inflation right now. Right. Yeah, no, no, none of us yeah. at all. <laughs> not at all, not at all. The media certainly podcast, isn't making us you know, This, this is it. July of 2022, <laughs> and you know, obviously inflation is kind of beating us up a little bit, right? Yeah. 
So, but the problem with inflation, you know, inflation can really decimate your purchasing power, right, mm -hmm. and your assets. I mean, if you just think to yourself, if you needed a thousand bucks out of your retirement accounts, right, and you started pulling a thousand bucks out, well, in the future, how will inflation affect that? Well, just at a four percent inflation over twenty years, you know, your buying power is cut in about half. So now you really got mm -hmm. 500 bucks to spend on that same you know goods and services that you need. You take that out 30 years and, and you're 60% down from what you you're actually buying power. So inflation is a pretty you know crazy thing to be thinking about. How do we combat against inflation? Now it's kind of funny. I was listening to a speaker the other day and he was talking about a couple different kinds of inflation. I thought this was kind of interesting. You know he he talked about elastic inflation, elastic inflation. Hmm. I, I thought, well, you know what the heck's elastic inflation? Yeah. And he goes, you think about well, these are some problems we're having today, like no chips available for the cars. So what's mm -hmm. going on with the car prices? Oh yeah, used absurd. And new cars I mean, way, crazy yeah. absurd, right? I mean, my daughter needs another used car, and I said, honey, you are going to wait. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous the price points that cars are right now, new and used, right? Yep. However, when those chips start coming out, what's going to happen? Well, hopefully the prices will drop, you would yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah. New cars are going to come out. These car manufacturers want to sell cars. They'll roll out beautiful deals, blah, blah, blah. Everybody will start buying new cars. The price of used cars are going to what? They're going to drop. They're going to yep. drop. So the next thing is inelastic inflation, right? Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen on that type of stuff, that's stuff that goes up but doesn't necessarily come down, right? Like, well, think about wages, you know, they, they talked about, you know, raising the minimum wage, all okay, that kind of good yeah. stuff. Well, guess what? Society has done that for us, right? This problem, we can't get workers, so all of a sudden these companies are paying lots more for workers to come in, right? And, of course, when that stuff happens, it starts driving up the prices, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know when the last time you were you went to Mickey D's, but you, know, you used to go there and buy a Big Mac fry, Coke, you know, a combo meal is less than 5 bucks. Yep. Well, today, yep. <laughs> that's like $9 for that yeah. same cost. So. How can they take those wages back when stuff starts simmering down? Right, not necessarily going to go back. It's going to be a hard thing to do, right? So I thought that was kind of you know kind of inter you know pretty interesting. So yeah. Then you talk about skin plastic, skin plastic. What the heck <laughs> Another is word skin plastic? Of. Right, that's kind of cool. Cool concept. It's what, what's skin skin plastic inflation? Well, you think about this, the same scenario to the Big Mac combo, right? You used to get a Big Mac com combo, it's had a large fry, large drink. Well, now we're seeing that same combo. He's got a Big Mac and a, maybe a small fry and a medium drink. So now mm. they're skimping down on the stuff. You know, go to the grocery store. Oh, yeah. You know, you used to find stuff in a 24-pack carton, and now maybe that's a 20-pack carton. You know, well, the same Yeah, same but concept. here's the thing. Yeah, here's the yeah, thing. Higher my, expenses. Yeah, but my mom just product. saw this. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. My mom just saw this with ice cream. She was so livid. She was so angry because the, the container of ice cream that she normally buy, it was like, you know, normally, what, 14 ounces? Oh, it's 12.1 ounces, but they didn't change the price. <laughs> and it's it's a lot. It's really small print, too. So you just don't know. And all of a sudden, wait a second. This is, doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> Skim plastic. I, we had the same situation. I, I was going in uh, to get some bread out of the cabinet. I was going to make me an egg sandwich uh, a couple mornings ago. And I pulled out this loaf of bread. I said, honey, I thought you just bought this bread. She said, I did. I said, well, it looks like half the loaf's gone. She said, oh, that's the whole loaf. I'm like you are kidding me. I mean, it looked like it looked like it was like a two inches you know, circumference smaller and shorter. I'm thinking. I said, what did this thing cost? I don't remember what she said, but it was like more expensive than bread normally is. Mm -hmm. So, so it's kind of a situation where now one more way to kind of pull money away and start driving up those costs. You know, think about some of these costs of inflation. You know, what's causing inflation? I mean, there are so many crazy things out there that are occurring that we can't figure out the exact thing. But you know, a few things we kind of know of. You know, first of all, one, the massive printing of money. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. we're printing money like crazy. Uh, that's a problem. All these giveaways, these stimuluses, that kind of stuff. You take a look over the last several years. I mean, do you think our spending, the government's spending is up? I mean, 
trillions of yeah. dollars over the last several years. Spending has just gone through the roof, right? We got these supply shortages we already talked about with the chips, right? Basic supply and demand driving up costs, worker shortages. You know the great, <laughs> the great resignation. You know, it's a, it's amazing. You know how many jobs are open right now in the United States? I don't know. I, I thought the, the uh, unemployment rate was like three point, like six percent, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean how many jobs are available. Yeah, I mean, the last report I read was like eleven million jobs are Ooh. open right now. Eleven million jobs, right? And I'm thinking all these people that <laughs> the great resignation, they all quit. I'm like, what are these guys? What are these people doing? <laughs> you know, who's not working? I don't understand. But there's so many jobs just open, right? So I mean, we got a lot of crazy things going on that's just kicking up that inflation. So the question is. When inflation does drop some, and I, I know it will, you look at statistics and history, but but how is that going to affect all the rest of the costs? I mean, pretty good chance there's going to be some residual cost factors that are going to stay up there. So are the is the cost of living in retirement going to be higher? It has to be, right? I mean, it, it has to be. It has yeah. to be. So I tell people, every, every client I talk to, every portfolio I look at, I said, listen, one thing I can tell you for sure in the future, you're going to need more money. You're going to need mm. more income. That's how mm. it is. And that's just kind of important to understand. So there's there's strategies, there's concepts to say, okay, how can we combat against this inflation concept? How do we protect our portfolio against inflation concepts, right? And, of course, we don't have time to go into all the strategies today. But, you know, get back with me. Reach out to my website, duckduckplan.com. Schedule a 15-minute call with me, and let's talk through some of these strategies. But, again, very, very important. We've got to create some certainty in that crazy, uncertain world. And, of course, the next thing is called sequence of returns, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of people have heard of sequence of returns, but you know this just it changes dramatically in retirement. You know, when we're working, we're just running through life trying to save the money we can, load up our four hundred one k's, IRAs, right? And we tend to look at the average returns, right? And we look over the time, and say, well, listen, my average return is you know four, five, six percent over my retirement or over my savings period, right? And so we look over that over a long period of time, that 25-year period. So we are so focused on what our average returns are because we got that time on our side. Well, we get into retirement, we don't necessarily have that same time on our side. Now, we'll live long times into retirement, but we're not making any wages, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So really, there's kind of a danger zone when we talk about sequence of returns. You know, the first couple of years before retirement and maybe the first three, four, five years into retirement, right? That's what I kind of call the danger zone. And what does that mean? Well, what sequence of returns? Well, if we go into retirement and we have several years, two, three, four years, five years of negative sequence of returns, the markets are down, our accounts are down, you look at how that will affect the longevity of your portfolio, and you look out 15, 18 years, and there's a massive, massive decrease in your portfolio and your assets when you start retirement with negative sequence of returns. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a scary scenario. Right. Same thing if you have positive sequence of returns rolling into retirement. We have three, four, five years of pretty strong positive returns. Again, that's going to dramatically affect the longevity of your assets in your retirement. Right. Yeah. Well, here's a big fat question. What kind of returns are we going to have over the next three, four, five years, Eric? No clue. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't have them either. And I don't care what advice you talk to. Nobody knows. We all have the same crystal ball. Nobody can say, well, no, it's going to be this or it's going to be this. Or this is what the normal has been. I mean, do you kind of agree that we're kind of not in the normal? Yeah, there's I mean, nothing we're not in the normal. normal. It's crazy. I was talking to somebody the other day and we we're talking about, you know, you know, there's certain rules in investing in an economy that kind of happens, right? You know, usually, you know, stocks go up, you know, bonds drop, you know, interest rates go down or interest rates go down, you know, bonds go up, vice versa, right? And in today's economy, guess what? <laughs> we're seeing interest rates change and adjust and bonds rates aren't changing, adjusting the same way they used to. Mm-hmm. So again, there's not a kind of a, the normal. We got to look at more things than just the normal, 
right? So we got to kind of plan this and think about what can we do to create a little bit of certainty in our sequence of returns, you know? Yeah. And you know, one problem is what I call bubble wealth. You ever heard of bubble wealth? Uh, I thought you, I thought you said Bubba wealth. Bubba wealth, bubble wealth, no, not bubba wealth. It's, bubble that's, that's wealth. Buy you, uh, no bubble. Is that what you said? Bubble wealth? Yeah, bubble wealth, bubble I've wealth. Never right. Heard of that. I mentioned this to my wife the other day, and she said, "What bubble wrap? Bubble wrap? You need some bubble wrap?" I said, "No, no, no, no. I'm talking about bubble wealth." Well, what's bubble wealth? Well, if you think, and I'm gonna do a podcast, I think on, on bubble wealth, because if you Google this, there's a variety of econom- a very smart, high-level ec- economists out there that are really talking about bubble wealth. And, and again, we had this crazy thing going on. Our wealth is growing like crazy, right? I mean, stock market again, not the last, um, you know, since December or so, markets are down now. But realistically, what's happened over the last four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years? I mean, yeah. we've had huge growths in the market, the economy. Everything's grown wonderful. We bubbled that money up. We got all this bubble wealth. You know, real estate out there has gone to crazy, stupid mm-hmm. prices, right? So we, everybody thinks they're wealthy, right? Well, what's going to happen when that bubble pops? I mean, what's yeah. going to happen? How's that going to be adjusted uh, in the future when all this stuff starts to come to pass? You know, again, the economy starts to change. Big, big adjustments happen in the economy or can't happen in the economy. And then how is that going to affect the retiree? You know, I tell people, listen, we should think about locking in some gains, locking in some gains. You know, when's, when's the best time to do that? I was talking to a client the other day, and he was talking about, well, you know, my market's really down. You know, my, my accounts are down. My accounts are down. I, you know, I don't want to – I want to move more into safe, but I can't. The markets are down. I'm like, well, listen, Robert, <laughs> your accounts aren't, aren't down. He goes, what? I said, look back. Five, six years ago, the market was up 40%. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's up. You know, from longevity period, since you've had day accounts, but we are down since when? You know, since December 1st of the year, the accounts are down. But realistically, we've had a long time of potential growth. And I think Americans really don't realize how far we forget, right? We have amnesia. We don't don't remember how far the market can go down. Mm -hmm. I mean, you remember 2007, 2008? Oh, yeah. That was ugly. I mean, crazy. If you look at the numbers, uh, you know, I think the the Dow Jones dropped down to like 8,600 points. Or something like that. Like 86, hmm. 84, 85, 8,600 points. Well, what did it close yesterday? 32.5? I mean, that's a huge number. And I'm not saying it's going down to 8,600 points. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, you think about how far the potential of the market could drop and how would that affect you, right? Your bubble's disappearing. Or how long it could even stay. I mean, we've had other economies around the world, Japan, European markets. Now, they have had an economy that's been down for years, so again, here's the key. How can that protect? A lot of uncertainty there. However, there are ways that you can kind of lock in some of those gains. And I think it's something you just got to look at and see, what can I do to kind of help fix this? What can I, what kind of certainty can I create in some of that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Follow yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Certainty. We need more certainty in life, right? So again, get back with me. Let's, let's talk about that. You know, the next one, number three, is withdrawal rates. Withdrawal rates. When I hit retirement time, how much can I take out of my portfolio and have that thing last forever? What's your thoughts on that, Eric? None of it. <laughs> Not. <laughs> you, you probably heard, you know, you probably heard 4%, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 4% rule. Yeah, you pull out 4% of your account, blah, 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 and it should last forever, right? Well, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. But you look at today, a lot more things that aren't norm, we're out of the norm, right? Now, is that 4% a good, safe number? I mean, the Wall Street Journal put out an article uh, maybe 18, 20 months ago, something like that, that said that the safe number maybe should be 2%, 2%. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big difference, pulling out half, right? Yeah. Morningstar recently did, uh, not too long ago, did an article about 
you know, withdrawal rates. And they're saying maybe 3.3 is a more is a safer number, right? So the key is if we pull out way too much, we have a bad economy, things float down. Again, the issue of potential running out of money. Now, how exciting is that? You're going to your great adventure come retirement time and you start running out of money. Yeah, but I mean, Scott, here's the thing is it, it you've spoken about this a, a ton that everything has to be individualized. And if you've got somebody who's been very aggressive in the market and, and so on and so forth, and then all of a sudden December hits and they've lost 35% of their portfolio because they had all these high risk type of investments, that is a completely different scenario that somebody who's been conservative that's approaching retirement and, you know, pulling the reins back and sure, okay, my portfolio is down 10% since December. Um, the, the numbers that they're going to be able to pull out, they're going to be vastly different. Yep, vastly different. You you better believe it. It's, it's, it is all c completely individualized. That's what I'm saying. But these are concepts that we should be, you know, kind of thinking about. Yeah. And even people that tend to have a lot, they have a bigger estate. They think, oh, I'll be perfectly fine. I'll be perfectly fine. Well, again, when the numbers fall, <laughs> when we have a decline in the market, and you have a bigger account, mm -hmm. you have a bigger, you drop in money, right? So we got to kind of figure that out, especially as it's as it's you know combined with some of these other potential uncertainties in life. We just got to figure that out. You know, it's kind of interesting when I meet with people initially to begin with. One of the first things I want to kind of find out with some from somebody is, you know, what, what kind of money, you know, what kind of checks you got coming into retirement, and what are your expenses? Those are the two things I really, really kind of I want to get my pencil out, sharpen it, and really look at those numbers. Because you know, some planners out there say, you know, you got to have a million bucks to retire. You got to have one point eight. You got to have seven hundred and sixty-three thousand. You know, they all have a special number that they mm -hmm. think you have to have to live. Well, to me, it's not necessarily not necessarily about a big pile of money. Right, it's it's about cash flow, yeah. right? I mean, if you go into retirement, you got three, four retirement checks, guaranteed checks coming in, and that's covering all your expenses, and you got a little extra flow, cash flow every every month, and you're not needing needing to tap into your retirement savings yet. Well, now you've got a you've got a little bit better of a situation. Now your withdrawal rates can be a lot different. You roll into retirement, and you got one Social Security check, maybe some maybe a little small pension, and you and your expenses are kind of out of line or out of whack or way overspent. I mean, to some people, it's not they're not out of whack; they're just high. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, no, those are out of whack. It's it's retirement time, right? <laughs> but but you you roll into retirement, and you're looking at need to pull three, four, you know, two, three, four thousand bucks out of your retirement account every single month. We really got to plan that. We got to plan that. The withdrawal is crucial. And again, mm -hmm. there's ways to be able to plan that. I'm just telling you, hey, wake up, smell the coffee. And this is one way we need to try to create some certainty, some certainty in our uncertain retirement. Right? Yeah. Yep. So here's number four. Number four, longevity planning. And people kind of just don't get this. Now, longevity planning, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, you know, longevity planning is not just a risk. It's a risk multiplier, Right? Because the longer you live, the more chances you're going to have a problem with the first four, with the first mm -hmm. three I already talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you think the average person, the average person lives, uh, one report I read, now again, everybody, there's different reports online. So if you read a report and it's all from my numbers, you know, sorry, you're, you just didn't read the report I read, right? But you know, the average person will live 18.1 years into retirement or into their great adventure. That's, that's a, a lifetime. Time. I mean, that's a long, that's a long time. time. That's a lifetime. You have a baby, you're responsible for how many years? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> eighteen years, right? Well, in today's world, you know, I got kids that are old, man. I feel I feel responsible, you know, until the mm -hmm. day I die. But my point is, that's a long time. You know, the average sixty-five-year-old male today will live to eighty-five. You know, the average sixty-five-year-old female will go to eighty-eight. Wow, that's yeah. lo that's a lot of years, right? I mean, in a married couple, typically, statistically, one of them will go to ninety-two. Mm. So now you figure all the concepts of inflation, 
and market risk and you know sequence of returns and all those one you know, withdrawal rates longevity you start to really start to crank in those numbers so realistically looking at, at a plan to carry it to the end is important you know, that's why I always talk about in, in the stuff that I offer cl- you know, customers I, I talk about you know our retirement toolkit. And it's a great toolkit. It talks about a variety of things. But inside that toolkit, I talk about the gapper, the gapper. And the gapper is the great adventure uh, projection report, right, mm-hmm. where we take all your numbers and figure and calculate all this stuff in to calculate life expectancy and run you out to age 100. And we say, okay, how, how is this portfolio going to sustain this longevity, right? And then we take a look at what can mess up that longevity. And if you haven't had somebody run this for you um, and have this report, and you, you need to do that. I mean, it's, it's crucial. Because, again, you need to have a plan of action and understand going into retirement how this will all work. You know, longevity also massively affects survivor, survivor income. Mm-hmm. If you're single, who are you counting on? Yourself. You. Yeah, yeah. When you go, well, your assets go to wherever they go. When you're, when you got a mar- when you're married to somebody, guess what? Now one of you pass away, that other person has to live on what's left, and they could live 10, 12, 15 years past you. So again, crucial about longevity planning. I'm going to do a podcast just on longevity planning because it's it's a huge concept, huge lots of things to think about. And the last one to kind of help wrap up this podcast today, the last one is long-term care. Long-term care issues. And, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about this several different times. You know, I believe every retiree needs some type of plan for long-term care, right? Some way to help protect their assets or figure out how they can handle this. Now, there's ways to plan this. There's coverages you can purchase. There's asset repositioning. A lot of different things you can do. But bottom line, I mean, 7 out of 10 people, before the Lord comes and takes them, 7 out of 10 will need some form of long-term care. 7 out of 10. Oh, dang. Yeah. Now, now, do you think that's going to be you? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we hope not. Yeah, the crazy thing with that the seven out of ten. Is, st- though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The crazy thing about that seven out of ten statistic: six out of ten people think it's not going to be them. <laughs> True. Well, that math doesn't work. I mean, nobody thinks it's going to be them. But yeah. guess what? It's probably going to be them, right? Yep. And so, if you build up a nice estate, you got to plan for that because again, that issue, use up a bunch of long-term care money, pass away. Now that leans into longevity planning for the spouse that's left over. It, it kind of rolls through all these issues, right? Average cost of nursing homes in, the, in just in Ohio, Southern Ohio, is like eighty-one hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that's insane. That, that's that's ninety-seven grand a year, right? Yeah. And so oftentimes people think, well, you know what? I'm sixty-four, sixty-five, just going to retirement. I'm not going to need a nursing home until I'm eighty-five. I got plenty of time to save. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds great. But what happens if one of you end up in a nursing home at eighty-two, seventy-five, yeah, sixty-nine? And you're pulling a hundred grand out. People, I love people say, "Well, I'm just going to save up for retirement. I'll just keep my assets and save up." Well, you can't save up for long-term care. You can't. No. What if you have a long-term care stay? One of you have, end up in a long-term care at seventy-five. Now you're pulling a hundred grand out of your portfolio, and in that situation, you got to pull the money out to pay the nursing home no matter what, right? Yeah. You you can't call the nursing home and say, hey, "Listen, the market's down. I'll pay you next month." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can't do that. You got to pull that money out whether the market's down or the market's up. So again, now you combine a couple of these uncertainties, and you can potentially have a pretty big, fat mess. Yeah. So it's crucial to kind of just figure out what you need to do. Again, get back to my website, uh, duckduckplan.com. Check out a few things on there. Again, you need to get one of my retirement toolkits. All you got to do is schedule a 15-minute conversation with me. You can do it right from the website. I can ask you a few questions, things that will kind of customize your toolkit. I'll get this toolkit out to you. And you need to start thinking about some of these ways that can really just – 
you know, create that certainty in such a crazy, uncertain world. Yeah. What well, do you Scott, think about I, that? I, I got to add just one piece because you told me that statistic quite a while ago, months and months and months ago. And you, you plant these little seeds in my brain. And I'm, I'm hoping this happens with the audience as well because it, it gets me thinking about things. When you told me that it was 7 out of 10 people would need long-term care, it was probably two days later. My wife and I were out with another couple. We went out to dinner. I'm sitting there and we're having a great conversation. And all of a sudden, your voice. <laughs> your voice was there. 7 out Eric, of 10. Eric, this is Scott. <laughs> right? It was like 7 <laughs> out of 10. I'm like, that is three out of the four people sitting at this table. Roughly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 75%, roughly. Crazy and I looked number. around, I'm like, man, it's going to be me. <laughs> this guy's much healthier <laughs> than I am. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. So anyway, no, but but really, if people are going to go out to dinner with another cop, this it needs to be top of mind because three of the people at that table are going to need long-term care, statistically. Great. And that, that's that, a little scary. That's a great That's a great point. And it's a little scary that, that, my, that my voice comes in your head sometimes. Well, you I'm know. a little worried about that. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I thought you were going to say? I, was, I thought you were going to go back to, to, to bubble wealth. <laughs> bubble, yeah. no, I really bubble, want to do a bubble, podcast on that. Bubble, yeah. bubble wealth. Yeah, yeah, bubble yeah, yeah, yeah. wealth. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Just to kind of wrap up the secure. podcast today. I mean, there again, we all know there's a lot of uncertainty in life. We, we know that. And, but sticking our head in the sand and just kind of, kind of mm-hmm. just forgetting about it doesn't work. Right. We got to think about how we can create some more certainty in retirement. And the key is you have to reach out there and learn and understand what you can do. So, again, that, that's what takes it to be successful no matter how you slice it. you got to learn. you got to learn. Yep. Go to the website. Click the link that's in the show notes. You can get right there. Um, get some information from Scott and his team. Scott, thank you so much for your time. Hey, excellent. I'm glad I was able to share these things. It's cool stuff. you got to learn. Absolutely. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, because this will actually help other people find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you, it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.